Hey there, Aligned You listeners. This is Dr. M here and welcome to our Aligned and Thriving season and series of interviews. I am super pumped to be sharing a series of stories and interviews with some amazing humans, people, some who I've admired from a distance for a long period of time, others who I know personally and call dear, dear friends and feel very privileged to do so. This series is designed to actually dive deeper into what allows them to truly live an aligned you and aligned you life and to be thriving, whether that's in their work life, their home life, or their play life. And working out truly, is there common themes or is everyone different? And we really do all reach our full potential in our own unique way. I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to our next edition of our Aligned and Thriving interview series. I'm so excited to be interviewing our guest today. He has such an interesting journey, and his journey in figuring out what he's doing now is quite amazing. I'm looking forward to diving deeper into that with him so that we can talk about how he stays aligned in work, home and play. Today's guest is Guy Lawrence. Now, Guy is a super interesting guy. He's a that's a lot of guys in that one sentence. You must get that all the time. Uh, he's a coach. He's a speaker. He's a wellness advocate. He's an entrepreneur. He's the founder of Let It In, which is a program designed to help people bridge the gap between the life they are living and the life they truly want to live using meditation and the language of neuroscience. He does this through workshops, retreats, online, Let It In Academy membership programs. He supports people also via his podcast, which is, which is called The Guy Lawrence Podcast. Guy originally is a co-founder of a natural supplement company, 180 Nutrition, which he founded back in 2010. And I want to talk to him more about how that all happened and how he's ended up doing what he's doing now in just a moment. He was also the founder of the number one ranked iTunes podcast, The Health Sessions, which they achieved over 3 million downloads before he stepped out of 180 Nutrition uh, and the podcast back in 2018. With over 10 years in health and the fitness industry, Guy has explored many facets of health, including what's deemed to be alternative. I'm not sure I'm going to find it so alternative. You might, folks, but I have a feeling we're going to probably think it's quite normal, Guy. Uh, through his explorations, he's measured effects on the body using meditation and neuroscience to create altered states of consciousness, shamanic rituals, cold exposure and breath work, just to name a few. Guy's passion is demystifying the process and separating the woo-woo from the practical applications that help create transformation in one, one's life. Guy, welcome to Align You. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story with us. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. I appreciate the invite and uh, happy to be here, Maria. I'm excited to see what comes out of today. Oh, uh, me too, me too. Well, as I mentioned to you off air, Guy, the premise of the Aligned and Thriving series is really to speak to pe- different people of all walks of life that I consider, and whether that's from knowing them quite well or like yourself, I've watched you from a distance for a while, where I can see that your life is what appears to be very aligned and that that's through work, life and play and that you're practicing your life in spirit and enjoy and diving deeper to figure out what are the common themes for people that are actually achieving that. So I'd love to hear from you, Guy, getting back to, well, really, how did you get into the nutritional business of 180 Nutrition back in 2010? I'm sure there was a backstory to actually ending up being one of the most successful nutritional companies in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a story, that's for sure. And, you know, it's really interesting, uh, like, um, 
it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always alignment. In fact, I probably had so many failures. It's not funny, and uh, and it's through through I guess a process of of willing to uh, not be hard on yourself, not judge yourself, and and throw yourself in. Uh, things started to work out, and it's from the doing. Uh, the evolution took place over time. But to to answer your question for 180 Nutrition, yeah, look, it, it's a fascinating story. And it's one that still I look back upon and go, wow, was that, was, did that happen? Was that me? Like it, it's, it, it was some of those moments. And, um, and essentially, as you can tell, I'm from Wales. I have, a, I have an accent, even though I've been in Australia. Not, it's not that strong anymore, though, guys. No, it's very it mild, yeah. stronger. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I left Wales at the age of 20 to go to London. So um, about but, five years ago? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like only that. But uh, oh, my God, it was over 20 years ago, um, 24 to be precise. Um, <laughs> so, so I left to go to London. And, um, and from living in London, I ended up coming to Australia as a backpacker in 96. And very long story short, I actually emigrated out here then in 2005 to make Australia my home at the age of 30. And what was fascinating all the way to that point, um, I mean, I've shared a little bit before in, in different podcasts, but I was I was very uh, transient in my life. I was very lost. I was very non-committal. I couldn't hold a job down. I couldn't hold a partnership down. I couldn't. I pretty much couldn't hold anything down. Um, <laughs> I started life as a plumber of all things. Wow. At the age of 15, I came out of school. I didn't finish school. I didn't even know what plumbing was, but I, I had the foresight to finish my uh, apprenticeship. So I was a plumber and I was a rugby player and I was very good at drinking beer. So they were the three talents I had by the time I finished at the age of 20. And <laughs> It's good to be able to identify your talents. Exactly. And, but I was miserable as. Like I was, I was an empty vessel, to be honest with you. You know, I had loving parents. I had... I had many things that I'm so grateful for in life. But growing up in Wales was pretty tough as well. I mean, I, I grew up in a valley um, on a council estate. You know, it was, it was, it was hard, hard yakka, I can tell you, you know. And, but I think people turn to different things. We either suppress the emotions quite often, or we, uh, what I've later learned, or we kind of deal with them. And, and quite often we make life choices and decisions to... Um, not really honor the feelings that is actually going on with it. So quite often we're influenced by ourselves on the decisions we make, hopefully and it's going to be the answer. And at the time I didn't realize that. So, so I was always turning to travel because I was just always unhappy. And when I got in a relationship, I couldn't understand it. So by the time I got to Australia at 30, I, was, I, I just assumed I'd have it all figured out by then. And, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. And, um, so I ended up, um, I was, one thing I knew I was passionate about was health and fitness. So I, I, I started studying fitness. I, I became a fitness trainer and I ended up working in a university um, in Sydney uh, in, a, in, a, in a fantastic gymnasium around great professionals and people. And then I was there from 2005 to, uh, or 2006, something like that, to 2011 or even 2012. So I was there for six, seven years. So, so that was my sort of inroads in. But in the meantime, in my quest to never settle down, uh, because even, the, even though I was enjoying working with people and I was really passionate about health, there was still this underlying current that I couldn't put my finger on. And the mean, uh, during this whole time, I was learning to stock trade, believe it or not. Of all really? Things. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had it in my head that I was going to make lots of money and uh, then I'd be happy and then I can go and do what I love. So so I, I was living this double life. Um, so I was fitness trainer by day, stock trader by night. And, <laughs> and Were you reality, being successful at the stock trading? Uh, look, the, I, I broke all the rules early on because essentially I didn't have enough capital leading right. into it. And I used borrow money to get into the markets, which is like the first thing you do is not borrow over leverage money because it puts too much pressure on yourself. And then when you have pressure, you're, you're making irrational decisions, which was what I was doing. So looking back, I actually did pretty well considering the, 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 the choices, the dumb choices I was making <laughs> at the start with all the pressure. But I went at it for three years, over three wow. years in conjunction. You know, it was tough because I was earning just enough money to survive. I, I really wanted to make this thing work. And then from there, um, then I was going to figure it out kind of thing. But, but the whole time I was doing it, I, I was just digging a deeper and deeper hole for myself. Like I would trade till 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes, and then I'd mm. have a client at 6 o'clock in the city. And because I didn't have enough car money for uh, – I was saving as much as I could, I just cycled. So I would cycle uh, from Kuji into the city every single day, five days a week, rain, hail, or shine. Like, and, and, you know, there was this real rawness, this, this – it was unique. I'm, I'm so at the time it was tough, but now looking back in my life, I was, I'm so, so grateful for these experiences um, because it really taught me to um, appreciate all aspects of what life throws at you at any given time. Because I had no out at the time. I was, I didn't realize, and it was getting harder and harder, but in conjunction while all this was going on, I know this is getting a long winded story, but I'm, I'm on a roll now. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like on the edge of my seat, literally. <laughs> so, so I actually, um, a friend of mine reached out to me. He, uh, he was, uh, he's about 10 years older than me, uh, maybe a little more. Somebody I'd got, I had, funnily enough, I'd met in, met in Fiji on the way from Australia to, um, uh, from the UK to Australia when I was emigrating and we'd become good friends. And he um, could see the passion for me in the industry of health and fitness. And he happened to be stock trading as well because I'd met him at one of these events. And, uh, and he flicked me um, these, these uh, uh, DVDs at the time. Remember those things? Oh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> and these DVDs were um, um, filmed by a charity that um, were basically, they filmed these seminars about helping people with cancer using sort of, I, I, I quote unquote, alternative methods at the time. They f- certain, the more you look into it, they're certainly not. But, but it was through uh, all nutrition and, and weight training was one of the aspects to help their rehabilitation with cancer. And, um, and I was really fascinated by this. This was definitely a passion of mine about the weight training component and how it was supporting people. And for, for whatever reason, I was just intrigued. So I started to 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 look at the, what they were saying, and um, and you know some of the principles they were talking about at the time was you know let's eat whole food, let's eat real food, let's strip out sugar, let's strip out the processed foods, you know let's reduce the sugar intake, let's start to actually weight train, help strengthen them, strengthen their immune system, and support people in a very constructive, proactive way, and. Um, due to my own life events, I actually got run over on my push bike and dumped by my girlfriend in the space of a week. Wow, that's a and, big week and a big message, right? Yeah, exactly. And it turned out that the lady that ran me over, who was in the 60s, that didn't see me on the roundabout in Kuji on a Saturday morning, 
um, while I was cycling back from training a client in the city, she was actually being trained by my ex-girlfriend who was a trainer in Bondi. No. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's just too coincidental. You can imagine the phone call. Um, uh, but I was very lucky because the bike went under the car. I went in, I hit the windscreen and she carried me about 20 meters up the road. Wow. And, um, and I remember at the time just thinking, oh my God, my bike's crushed, you know? And like, how, how low does this life have to get for me? And then I spoke to my, because my ex had found out from her on the, on the Monday when she went, turned up to go training. My ex said, <laughs> She'd literally hit you. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, what? And my ex rings me on the Tuesday just to see if I'm okay. And then she told me that she'd been cheating on me on the phone at that moment while I'm sort of battered and bruised and feeling wow. very sorry for myself as there is. So this whole just <laughs> deeper and deeper. And that was just, I, I, I remember that moment. I thought, can it get any worse, you know? And, um, and at the, the same time, it really, uh, because I was, I, was ho- I was stuck at home, I had no push bike to get to work. I had to take time off. It forced me into reflection. Uh, I'd given up the stock trading at this point as well. Um, you know, it all stopped. So I started looking at these DVDs and I was in- intrigued by it. And then I flew up there uh, literally about a month later because they were running a, um, a seminar uh, up in the Sunshine Coast you know, it was only small. They had a couple of practitioners, and I sat in there with about thirty cancer patients. And and I remember sitting next to a lady that was about three or four years older than me, that was looking there quite fit and strong. And I asked her, "What's she doing here?" And she said, "I got a four-inch brain tumor." Wow. And it was probably like this just massive reality check for me because even though I I was frustrated at life, I was I was angry at life to a degree. Because uh, I just couldn't make things work. Um, here I was sitting to a woman that who was a single mom with a couple of children with a four-inch brain tumor that had been di- given twelve months to live, and you know I, I didn't even have the, I couldn't even find the words to tell her my predicament because I just felt too embarrassed, you know. So so it was a big wake-up call for me in that. And I sat in a room with most people that had some form of cancer and I hadn't even met a person with cancer by that point which is the really strange when I think about it looking back so all of a sudden I'm in a room with people fighting for their lives and I thought to myself I, I I've got it you know I've got my health I've got my life I really need to to start to find the moments the gratitude and the things that I'm actually grateful for in my life now and I'd heard it over and over so many times like I was listening to Deepak Chopra at the time Wayne Dyer Tony Robbins Eckhart Tolle and they all talked about gratitude and finding gratitude first and but I I I'd never really I never really really practiced it or felt it truly you know, you might you might keep a gratitude journal or keep things to try and get you out of this hole, but I never really felt it. And that was the first time I really felt it. And it was a huge lesson for me. So I came back to Sydney and and after learning a lot of these principles, I was looking at uh, the fitness industry in general and I was just shocked and appalled to what they were promoting, what to eat. Like it was all literally based around the ego and the physical mm-hmm. component and, and weight loss stripping. It, it, all it meant was how good you looked in the mirror. And even the marketing was based on a lot of insecurities and, and uh, getting people in for many different reasons. And then when I was looking at the, 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 the products that we would sell, the fitness industry in general, um, was just an eye opener because, because they weren't, because we were doing weight training with the cancer patients 
when doing their nutritional plans, they weren't actually giving them products that within the fitness industry that had people saying this is going to develop your muscles because of the the chemicals and some of the things that were in them. They 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 felt that it could be damaging to their health. So it's like, well, why do you have to be a cancer patient to be, be taking on supplements that are damaging to your health? Mm. You know, so. Um, the the idea started to born out of this about why don't we create an all food natural protein supplement? Like, and what was the time frame, guy, between when you went to that that workshop seminar that you flew into with the thirty cancer patients to when you actually got product onto a shelf or onto two, your shelf in your garage? To, uh, two years, two years. Two years. Wow. So, but 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 the reality was like it it sounds all uh, uh, like this big thing but they were already you see they had a small at the time there was a small business owner that had a small plant to, to make a product and they were being advised by some naturopaths about just can we just can we get wholesome natural ingredients it wasn't about recreating full-on supplementation like you know uh, prescription supplements so mm. initially it was about actually can we create something that's more real food yes uh, so it kind of started from there so they were already creating a product but it was such a small business and such a small um, charity that were helping people with cancer. There was a lot of um, difficulties in, in trying to grow their awareness, right? And, and here's me then back in Sydney thinking I could take this idea or I have this urge to take this idea and just see if I can actually market test this in the fitness industry. Now, it sounds like I know what I'm doing, but back then I had no idea what I was doing. I was already walked away from stock trading. I already had a 30 grand debt behind me that I was paying off, which I couldn't afford to pay off. Um, I was just maintaining it. Um, but I read the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, and I was just blown away. And I thought, oh, if he's saying I can do that, and I was naive enough to think I could do it. Love it. Because um, I had nothing else to lose. So, so... It was like, okay, so so I started speaking to that. And the fact that I still had no money, I was like, well, how am I going to actually buy distribution rights for this? To, to, to you know, like any good um, uh, business when you start now, you have to order enough product, you have to get an X amount made. And I was like, nothing's going to get in the way. I've just got to figure this out somehow. You know, I was determined to. So I actually made a deal with the university because they had lots of money, which I didn't. And I said, look, I'm convinced we could get this unbranded product Let's get in the gym. Let's see if I can shift it. Um, but there's a catch. Uh, <laughs> you have to buy it first, and then but the, but bought it through my business. So then I would pay them back as well. Yeah. But I believed in it. Not, so what I was doing, I was I was grabbing all the the. You kind of get like uh, people uh, that other people aspire to. You know, it's a university at the end of the day. You've got the the best broader spectrum of people on the planet in a university, I reckon. It's amazing. You've got, you know, international students, you've got local students, you've got science geeks, you've got accountants, you've got artists. We had the ABC network station across the road that were coming in to train. I had all the, the professors and lecturers and the head deans, because I was a trainer and was there every day. Like I knew everyone all the way to the Love top it. or the ladder pretty much, because I was training them. Yep. And so I kind of could... Sorry? I was going to say it's all those years of training of drinking beer and traveling and creating <laughs> conversations. Exactly. So one thing I was bloody good, bloody good at was 
people skills. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, so, so every, I got on with everyone, you know, I couldn't actually walk to the toilet without getting stopped or getting asked a question about something. So I had to figure out stealth mode, you know, where I could just like nip around if I needed just some time to myself or, or all the rest of it. And, um, and so what, what will happen, you have influencers then, obviously, that are in the uni that other people look up to in the gym itself. So I would actually start giving them this product and say, can you do me a favor? Can you just start using this to your regular regular protein supplement over the next 30 days? And I'd sell them in on the concept and the ideas. And uh, and they, away they went and started doing it, you know. And it was, it was really interesting because one of the things it was impacting straight away was their digestive system because it was higher in fiber. Um, you know, they were cutting out certain chemicals, which was reducing inflammation straight away. And, and straight away they were getting a result, you know. And they're like, this is great. So all of a sudden, I was getting all this momentum at the uni. And I'm thinking, wow, this works. Like, this is working. You know, I don't, you know, I don't need to spend $100,000 market research or testing. I'm seeing it with my own eyes. And, uh, but then, of course, I had no, I, beyond that, I still didn't have really business skills. Well, certain areas of business skills at the time. I had no website. I had no idea. I had no branding, no name, no nothing. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd crossed some bar- hurdles that I'd achieved, which was exciting, but I still, you know, had this huge road ahead. And I was like, what now what? But, you know, I, I literally, because I was in such a place where I had nothing to lose, uh, I just kept going. I didn't really stop to think about it too much. And then I met my business partner, Stu, because there was two of us uh, that started the, the actual company, 180 Nutrition. I met him at the beginning of, to, end of 2009, um, in December in 2010, we'd literally um, shook hands and just said, let's do this, because he was a graphic designer. So he had a lot of system skills, if you like, uh, but he was new to the, he kept himself um, healthy and fit, but he was new to the industry that I'd worked in for so long. But he had a lot of the skill sets that I didn't um, with that. And I was not naive enough to know that I couldn't do it alone. So we teamed up and then he had a, uh, we were trying to come up with a name and we were aware that we didn't want it to be a male product, a female product. We didn't want it to, um, you know, just pigeonhole a certain genre because we were trying to encourage people to be eat healthy at the end of the day. And he, and he just woke up in the middle of the night and he said, and then he rang me the next morning. He said, I've got it. I've got the name. And we met in a cafe and I said, well, what is it? He said, let's call it 180. And I was like, Okay, yeah, I get it. Why? And he said, well, you know, we've got one amazing serving of protein in there. We've got eight natural ingredients and zero crap. I like it. And I was like, that's genius. And, of course, the whole concept about turning around, turning your nutrition around, turning your life around, and everything it represents. And it was a number. So a number, as opposed to a name, it's hard to put more interpretation to it. So, um, and then from there, 118 Nutrition was born. And... uh and we sold our first bag of protein online in March the 23rd, 2010. I remember to this day, 3.53 p.m., it came through our PayPal account. And, and what changed for you in that moment? What was the turning point? Obviously, there was many turning points to get you there, but what, what did that, um, when you look back at it now, how much did your life change from that point on? Uh, it's, it's, enor- it's enormous looking back now. At the time, we value, we'd really valued that moment because we were like wow if we can sell one bag of protein online then we can sell more <laughs> <laughs> how many did you end up selling well the next month 
This will crack you up. We doubled our sales. We sold Excellent. Two, sold two Good bags. work. That marketing really was working well. Oh, I was powering through. And the month after that, we sold four. And then the month after that, we sold eight. Literally, it was compounding like that. And, yeah. I, and I was learning. I had no idea about SEO at the time. I had no idea about Facebook ads. Uh, Facebook ads weren't a thing back then. The Facebook page was. Um, that would have been back when it was organic. Exactly. It was purely organic. And then I read, uh, so I'm like, how do I do this? Like, how do we get it out there? And um, at the time, I had a, a mate of mine that was training. Um, he was this CrossFit fanatic. Um, but at the time, CrossFit had only had um, seven gyms in Sydney, seven CrossFit yeah. boxes in Sydney at the time. And uh, and I was so I was new about CrossFit. I knew about the paleo principles at the time, and and I thought, wow, these guys are probably a good fit because they're just raving fanatics. And at the time, it was a real cult, you know. It was really underground, kind of literally training in a garage kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and a friend, somebody, this lady, I'll never forget, um, reached out to me, and uh, and she and she said, you know, there's. Uh, she said, I do CrossFit. She said, I, I've started. And she, because she had started buying our product, and um, and she's gone. The CrossFit Games are coming up. You should try and get a stall there. I was like, yeah, you're right. And we turned up, and uh, we we purchased a, st- a place to have a stall for our product. And there were four stalls there. Wow! Um, at the time, the CrossFit Games when we went, just four of us, and it was quite incredible because it obviously went on to be hugely successful um, there. But what that did was allow us to meet some CrossFit owners in Sydney, but form really good relationships. And they they got it, you know, it was an easy sell. And um, and then word of mouth starting to go. And then I read a book by Gary V at the time called Crush It, uh, which was, I, I bought that on audio and I must have listened to it a hundred times. I'm not kidding. And um, and I was like, right, so let's, let's get content out. Let's start blogging. Let's start um, moving from there let's start having a voice you know so we started putting content out seo started to pick us up things started to move crossfit started to take off there was like this perfect storm uh organic facebook had amazing reach at the time and uh by and then we just kept going and i remember um i remember in the second year so 2012 i think it was halfway through 2012 we were slowly gathering momentum but i was still financially strapped like i was everything was going back in the business um and it was it was tough it was tough and you you're just like oh my god i just gotta keep going you know and uh, and a few you know i'll share it with you here my, my my dad passed away that year and uh and i remember at the time um when he got sick being going back home with him and spending six weeks at home but i'd run out of money and we mm. were waiting for his operation um, and it was over the Christmas and New Year period, and they kept delaying it, and uh, they just didn't have an answer. They said it could have been months. So I decided to fly home at that time because I'd run out, and then uh, I literally had a phone call a few days later saying they're, oh. they've decided to squeeze, rush him through now, and then the operation killed him. And the hardest thing for me was not was then I had been stuck in Australia, so I actually physically had to borrow money to, to then get back to get to my dad's funeral. And and I remember just thinking, I never want to be in that that predicament again, you know, in terms of always, always, because uh, most of my life had been without any kind of financial rewards because of the way mm. my belief systems and things. And this is where all the passion had come from, really. Um, but um, 
but you know, a year later, uh, 180 was turning over three million dollars. I think it was wow. by the end of, end of the third year. So it kind of I just went on this roller coaster ride of emotions and things and and this trajectory. And as that success was taken off, um, I started a podcast as well at the time because I just there was just something driving me to get there's like this injustice. Uh, I was pissed off with the food industry. I was pissed off from an industry. I was pissed off, you know, like so many things in my life. Like, you know, because... Were you pissed off with yourself through that period, Guy? Yeah, I was slightly, yes. Um, mm. You know, it, it just there was just this frustration because um, even when I was at hospital scene, going to visit my dad, you know, I, I would see the posters on the wall and the food available in the cafeterias. And it was all wrong, you know the the, oh, yeah. the the messaging and the promotional things and the way they were guiding people and we're all doing our best and you know the staff were amazing you know I got I got fam- close family to me that work as nurses and things and everyone is in there doing their best and and it's quite incredible how loving and caring people are but the system itself doesn't support health and it just kind of puts out fires. And, you know, it, it was frustrating for me. So I think there's all these things that led that stemmed. I, I think the, the, I guess the intention behind what was to get the product out there in the first place from the frustration of seeing people with cancer improve their health from actually uh, having to go to a charity as opposed to just constantly having chemo and having their immune system mm-hmm. smashed. You know, there was all these these dynamics that were going on, and I think that's why 180 really broke through at the time because it was just all coming from the right place, you know. And I realized then when I was financially kind of earning great money, I, you know, another funny story was that I used to cycle, uh, push cycle, like I said, every day, and there's a steep hill coming into Kuji, and every night... There's quite a few steep hills coming yeah. into Kuji. <laughs> exactly. So every night I used to uh, tutty down on my push bike, um, you know, to gather as much speed as I could. I used to love it. And I could smell the ocean air hit my face and the wind. I'd done a big day at work. And it was just this moment. And I always used to imagine it was a red Ducati. And, um, and finally, after four years of 180 Nutrition, I think I, I, I went out and bought a red Ducati. <laughs> and... And I remember riding that thing and, you know, it didn't really bring me any any happiness. Was it more fun pretending it was a Red Ducati when it was actually a bicycle? Probably, yeah. You know, yeah. so I had this thing and it was nice and, you know, it was impressive and people, you know, would marvel on the street and it was like, yeah, you know, great. And it, it never, none of it really fulfilled me. Even Even the success of that company at that point, I still felt unfulfilled. And that was a big wake-up call for me then. Um, at, what, at what point did you notice that? Was that after you'd got some of the material items that you'd perhaps been eyeing off for a while that were dream items and then you went, hmm, still not cutting it? Or was there a particular pivotal moment that you went, no, it was, I it need was, to step away? Yeah, it was a slow burner. It was a slow burner because I ended up having a nice little um, – I lived in this studio on Maroubra Beach. I could see the ocean, you know, from my – from it. it was it was only a year old I was like you know I was a bachelor living in that I had the my, my car and my Ducati downstairs and you know it was it life was looked like, good huh life looked great but I still felt really unfulfilled at, at the mm. deepest level but it was starting to surface more and more um 
And so I started, well, like, why is that? So this is why I'm so passionate about what I do today, because mm. now I've addressed those things. But um, at that point, so the podcast, like I mentioned, I started podcasting. And back then, there was probably a tenth of podcasts that are around now. And uh, we were able to achieve a lot of listens quite quickly, which was quite amazing. And, and eventually, I was reaching out to some some incredible people all around the planet uh, in their fields. And But towards the end or midway through my podcasting days, I really started to lean into the, the science, the science of our neuroscience, our habits, our changes. Why do we do what we do? And started looking, exploring meditation. I mean, in 2013, while all this was going on, I think it's 2013, yeah, uh, a year after my dad passed, I went and did a shamanic um, journey, you know, mm. I, 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 um, which I was terrified, by the way. Um, but there was all these pulls. But I'd spent so long suppressing those pulls. And, mm. and 180 Nutrition was the first time where things were aligned with my passion, my heart, and my mind and soul, if you like. There was that full alignment so that was working because i realized with the stock trading days i used to lay in bed every single night knowing that this wasn't the answer but i persisted anyway because i didn't want to admit i was wrong um so i didn't want to go through that pain again so i was able to start to look at the mistakes i was making and start exploring these concepts and ideas because i was openly curious to go in that direction as opposed to fight it again if that makes Mm. sense Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. So when you stepped away from 180 Nutrition, which is a few years ago now, how hard was that? Oh, it was it was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> how, how many beers did you need to drink or were you not drinking beers at that point? No, I wasn't drinking at that point. Um, it was it was so hard. Uh, boy, there's there's been a few moments in my life that have been pretty tough um, and that was one of them. That was one of the toughest things I had to do. I think because it was the death of my old self, you know, um, it, I, I, I didn't realize how much, how much of my identity was wrapped up in it, which is fine. You know, uh, the, the fact that I kind of started the baby, you know, I'd kind of burst it first before the second parent came in yeah. <laughs> with the business, you know, um, made that hard as well. Um, but I knew I had the, the tools within me that I'd learned that I wanted to teach to be able to honor this, this, uh, crossing this river of change, if you like, for myself, and then be able to step into the, the new chapter of my life. So I, I kind of knew that much. I didn't know how it was going to look. And uh, I did like everything, like I mentor and coach people now. I seeked out somebody at the time to to go, right, I need a little bit of support here, mm-hmm. um, which I did. And my, my wife was amazing too. She she was behind me a thousand percent. I think it got to the point where she was like, actually, if you don't leave, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of thing, which was, which was just amazing uh, to have that in your life, those rocks and those anchors. Um, so, um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was hard. Like there was, there was tears, there was, there was grief, there was grieving, you know, you're losing, you're losing a part of yourself and you have to, you have to honor that grieving cycle. 
Absolutely. Did you have a plan of attack of how you were leaving or was it, I know you mentioned you had a coach and a mentor helping you through that, but was it a a laid out, mapped out plan or was it like, I'm leaving and then I'm going to figure it out? It was, it was kind of both. It was kind of both. I knew I wanted to teach what I teach now. I didn't know how it looked. Um, myself and my business partner had come to the conclusion that, you know, we knew we had to go our separate ways. And uh, it was just figuring out how we could do it. Um, you know, we, like all partnerships, you, you have your differences on times and stuff. And, but we, we wanted to honor each other the best we can because of the journey we'd been on together. And um, so what I started to do, I remember um, I, um, I'd been working that year. So through 2017, probably from the beginning, because I knew it was, you know, this would have been the last year probably of 180 if I was realistic. I really started to look at how I could start to teach what I teach now mm-hmm. uh, and try and formalize a, a, a language and a vocabulary around something that had supported me so much in my life. And, and then I really looked at this, this transition as an opportunity for me to really um, be action what I preach. So a lot of this work that I teach and do is help people through these very transitions themselves in their lives. So, so it's like, well, I, I'm going to lead from the frontier because who am I to be teaching it if I don't fully embody it mm. a thousand percent myself? You know, um, I certainly... I think the greatest way you can you can teach somebody else is by the example you actually lead, not just by the words you say. And I, um, so I was formulating that year how I could start to find it. And I remember um, 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 in the October, by the October when I knew we were going to shoot for January to step down, I had designed, by that point, I had a, uh, a bit of a curriculum. I designed a one-day workshop. And I thought, and uh, my, one of my dear friends has a, has a world-class facility in Melbourne called Fifth Element Wellness. And, uh, and they have a beautiful studio at the back there. And they, they were deemed as a bit fringe because they were looking at all sorts of modalities of health and everything. And, um, and I reached out to him. I said, do you mind if I run a workshop down there and just test the waters kind of thing? And he's like, yeah, knock yourself out. So they got behind it as well to promote it. And, uh, and I remember running a three-hour workshop down there just as a pilot. I charged next to nothing. I just wanted bums on seats and, and just see how this was going to be, how receptive people were. I had mm. no, no freaking idea. Just like, but it was, it was because I walked the path with the product, knowing yeah. that this is all right. Let's just get it out there. Let's just, you know, just we, 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 we. We, we paralyze from an analysis, right? Mm-hmm. And so often we create these stories and, and put so much meaning to things when, when you really just got to just let all that shit go and just get in front of someone and just I do love it. it. Was it more exciting when you saw your first ticket sale or the, uh, the first bag of protein being sold or of equal excitement of your ba- new babies being born? It was equal. It was equal. I can't think. ask you to choose between your children. No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, great question though. I never thought about that. It, it was different. It was equal, but different, you know, uh, this, cause this one now was all me again, really. It started out all me Funnily, with uh, 180, before 180 was born with the product, and then we teamed up and stuff. Um, but then now it, this was going back to just being all me, you know. And I was very, very uh, interesting moment to step out to go in front of people like that because they have no idea, you know. They just knew, and 
fortunately, my reputation had followed from 180 Nutrition. But hey, this was this was like a completely different subject and a completely to- different topic. And did you find a lot of your audience from 180 Nutrition and from the podcast had followed you over or was it really re-establishing a whole new audience for you? Uh, it was a mixed bag. Probably the majority was establishing a new audience. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We're obviously heading in quite a different direction. So what does life look like now for you, Guy, in terms of that alignment and, and staying aligned? So you, you're running your workshops and you're continuing to teach that content that you formulated while you were still stepping out of 180 Nutrition. How do you stay aligned on a day-to-day basis? What's a, what's a, a, a utopic day look like for you? Okay, how do I stay But So for me, a morning routine is crucial. If I don't have a morning routine, <laughs> things fall you're, apart. You're, you're stuffed. <laughs> you're stuffed, yeah. And and I've experimented around it uh, through the years. So so I always look at things um, around. Um, so, for instance, I'll get up in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I normally I do some kind of breathwork practice followed by a meditation. And, and you know, I can go into more depth with that if you want, but I, I always connect to my heart. I always feel the emotions of gratitude. I always in, envisage the things that I've already got in my life that I could be grateful for. And I really feel those emotions. I mean, I've been on such a roller coaster. Trust me, I really feel, <laughs> I'm grateful for <laughs> most things. And it's the simple things in life that really yeah. matter. It's, well, you know. well, certainly at the time of this recording, Aligned You listeners, we are, uh, we are in the process of coming out of COVID-19 restrictions. So I think more than ever, we, we, it's highlighted the simple things that uh, we have to be grateful for, particularly being in Australia, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I live two minutes from the beach up here yeah. in northern New South Wales. I mean, if I can't count my blessings just to have access to that, um, you know, I need, I, need, I need to rethink what I'm doing. <laughs> Like you might get a, a roundabout episode again, just to remind you. Yeah, absolutely. I know. So, so I, I always do that. Um, you know, it's it's the small practices during the day, the rituals. Uh, I eat well. Uh, to be honest with you, I enjoy a glass of red wine now and then, but that's it. Like once once a fortnight is probably all it goes, or if it's a celebration after re- re- we've just accomplished a workshop or a retreat. Um, so I kind of really. Uh, look after my body. I've I've done a lot of homework on the key aspects of of health. So sleep, uh, obviously stress management, which falls into the morning routine. Uh, gut gut integrity is I, I believe is massive. You know, then obviously I bring in a movement practice at some stage today. Like today, I actually went for an hour's walk before this podcast because I could Perfect. feed myself. Um, you know, I'd been working uh, at the same time. Um, I just wanted to just slow down for a moment. So I actually took the time out and thought, I'm going to go for a walk, you know, and I listened, made a couple of phone calls and it was great. That gets me in a very settled space before doing something like this, you know. Mm. So I, I try to nip the, the constant striving in the bud. Uh, it's part of my, I get addicted to that quite easily. Mm. So I, I'm always kind of aware and just try and, land myself back in the present moment like I mentioned my wife's you know uh eight months pregnant um eight and a half months pregnant and without first you know and I, I'm, I'm not oh, is, is this number one yeah oh, yeah yeah ah, there you uh, go life really is about to change life's about to change but it's you know it's 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 an opportunity for me to learn something new about myself again you know and become 
as present as I can um, with this miracle that's about to happen. So it's it's just wonderful. So I'm conscious of the the little things that I do daily to really help. I, I jump in an ice bath once a week. I'm pretty diligent on that, uh, which really supports the immune system. It really supports the mental mind aspect uh, of things along with the meditation as well. And of course, I hold... Um, space to for when teaching other people to meditate and how to actually work with energy more and more so i'm constantly kind of dipping in and out of these working with the inner work if you like the unconscious mm. mind a lot which is uh, which is what's driving the show at the end of the day so i think the more we can become aware of ourselves the more we can actually facilitate proper change in our lives I love that. And it's one of the themes of, of all the stories you've told today is that awareness of whilst you were struggling and up against it a lot early on is that awareness of the people around you and the, the messages and the signs and signals that you were getting that you'd get there. You might not have been taking the right steps at the right time, but you got there in the end, which is, which is super cool to hear. And the number of people that reached out with help along the way. Yeah, you, you do get there, but you've got to want it. You gotta, you gotta want it. Like, yeah. Well, it's that, it's that determination, right? And also the, uh, the persistence to hang in there, and also the awareness of when you weren't necessarily on that right track. You could have hung out for a lot longer in a business that was making big money, that had the Ducati and the the waterfront, um, or you took a big leap of faith and started something new. That did anybody think you were crazy when you did that? Um. I, I, they thought or, or I might, that they told you. Not, not, <laughs> not, 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 not to your face. <laughs> I, I think there was a few eyebrows raised, more so what I was stepping into rather mm. than what I was leaving. Interesting. You know, just saying how are you going to make that work? Even my wife to her own admission today said, I understood what you were trying to do and you were passionate, but I just couldn't see how you were going to turn into a business. <laughs> <laughs> and have have you now would you say you've got it to where you want it to be or is it still in process oh it's still in process so i so now like you know so from 2018 to now we've run five retreats uh which all sold out which is amazing um i've run probably 40 workshops one day workshops yeah. maybe more um i've probably coached through my four-week program you know 500 plus people maybe even a th- maybe even more than that i'm not really sure you know, so I think in those two years, two and a half years, have been a a growing process to really um, allow me to evolve and learn. And we're just about to set up, you know, group coaching, uh, which is going to, we're going to be launching soon to really help support people. Um, and 2021 will be the year of the retreats, I have no doubt. So we've been building an amazing community online and growing. And we started a new brand called Live in Flow. Uh, which is between the three of us to really harness the power of the retreats because that's where I feel the the big transformations can happen. The su- support before, the support after, and the and the the big shifts within the retreats and uh, and what we're witnessing has been unbelievable. You know, so oh, 
yeah. love that guy. And I love that, uh, that, again, the theme is, is that you've done all of this work yourself. You're teaching through experience and staying in integrity and teaching what you know, which you see sometimes other coaches uh, and mentors that aren't necessarily walking their talk. So it's one of the reasons why I was so pleased to be able to have you on Aligned You because uh, you're uh, definitely a man that walks your talk, which is which is super cool to, to have in our sphere and for the Aligned You listeners to get a chance to hear your story because it hasn't always been easy, but you're definitely well and truly on your way now, which is which is super cool. Now, before we go, Guy, which I did I did give you the heads up. Sometimes I forget to give my guests the heads up and oh. I have to think about it on the spot. But I did send you the top five questions because Aligned You listeners love to know what, what it is that our guests are actually listening to and doing uh, throughout their week. What's, uh, what are you listening to at the moment? High rotation. High rotation. It's quite funny and, at the moment. And are you embarrassed to tell us? Well, <laughs> I, I actually... I, 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 I've been playing Queen lately. Nice. Which has been, uh, I'd say lately, probably a few of my friends would just say, you're always playing Queen. Uh, but I do go back to the old Queen tracks now and then. I, to be fair, Spotify, I normally play different genres and different things, and, and especially when music, when it comes to our meditation and that. But, um, but yeah, recently I've been pumping the Queen back. Nice. Have you got an all-time favourite Queen song or is it a particular album or just all? Uh, probably, look, Radio Gaga just resonates for some reason. I think it just takes me back to my uh, early um, early childhood memories, loving I that love song. It. So it, love it. <laughs> it takes me everyone. Everyone now is YouTubing that and go to Freddie's, not the movie's version of it. Um, book at the moment or are you reading many books or have you got one book on the go? I do have one book on the go, um, which is a bit of a mind twist and it's called Stalking the Wild Pendulum. I've had it on Ooh. the go for I've had it on the go for months, and it's by a guy called Liktov Bentov, this Polish guy, and uh, it's on the theory of consciousness of all things. <laughs> Something light that you read. Something really that. light, but but um, yeah, the guy's a legend, and I've had it sit move. I had it sitting with me for months, and I've yet to finish it. But the issue I have is because I have my own podcast, um, I get publishers send me books quite a lot, to be honest with you, and and then it just gets overwhelming, and I'm like, oh my god, I got all this stuff to read, and I kind of skim what I need and, and don't absorb it. But if that's one book, I'm actually taking the time to read. I like that. I like that a lot. And what have you done over the last week? It might be a bit different than usual or one of your standard things that has helped you stay aligned or decompress and de-stress. What has helped me stay? I, look, I've got to be honest, it's the ocean dips. I get it oh, from nice. Yeah. Just, just every time I, uh, I, if I, I just, when I feel that, that stress, that urge, that pulse, you know, where I'm, I'm going in a certain direction, the the ocean will um will just break that cycle really nicely it's a nice little reset tell you what it's probably far easier getting the water up your way now than it is around clovelly and Coogee. the water's got crisp all of a sudden oh but now's the time to get in there i promise it def- you it definitely is it definitely is <laughs> oh don't worry i'm i'm in there um what's your favorite quote you know i was thinking about that and there's one that's um been ringing in my head lately because I saw it on his website uh, when I interviewed him and it was remember who you are and be that I like that Mm. that's that's a very cool quote and have you got any final thoughts for the aligned you listeners guy in terms of how when it comes to alignment in life is there is there a key takeaway or final thought you wanted to share yeah I for me what's worked is literally giving yourself permission to 
slow down and listen to your heart and actually listen to something that's beyond the analytical mind, that's beyond thought, rational reason. And if you're willing to tap into that, tune into that and start to listen to that, that's ever present, that's always there. We just haven't been taught how to put our awareness on it properly. Uh, if you allow that to come through and resonate and lead you forward, uh, your life will open up in ways you can never imagine. So I'd encourage you to do that. I love that. And and at the time, as I said, of this recording, we have been given such a unique opportunity to pause in a way that certainly in our lifetimes, we we hopefully never have to pause like this quite ever again. Um, it's an awesome opportunity to be able to do that. Guy, thank you so much for being on Aligned You for this episode. It's been an absolute pleasure and a joy. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, that's been awesome. And that's it for this week, Aligned You listeners. You have a great week and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.